0: Hello, and welcome to the Golden Globist Theater. This is going to be a a wonderful podcast with myself, Griff, and of course... Tim. Tim. Got it. Well, I'll be (laughs) mine? Well, you just said it with no emotion. Well, I'm doing doing my great Chuck Norris impression. You make a great hero, I got to tell you. I do. So, this whole podcast is just going to be about that wonderful era of 80s movies where... Uh, pretty much every every uh, crime was rape or cocaine rape yeah and I cocaine. mean we're
1: gonna mainly focus on the great action movies of Golan Globus aka Canon films
0: the greatest filmographers, the, director Sure they did it all yeah
1: I mean well I mean we're talking about Menachem Golan and Yoram Globus just two cousins from Israel with a dream and that dream was to make great action movies and they succeeded.
0: They didn't just succeed at great action movies, though. They had all kinds of great movies. Just, just throwing that out. We'll get there. into that later. Uh, just, just throwing uh, that out there. It needs yeah, to be said.
1: I mean, the plan is there'll be a heavy em- emphasis on Golden Globes, where we're going to branch out into other '80s action. We might even go into like late '70s, early '80s, early '90s, I should say. But emphasis
0: '80s. Well, yeah. The best action movies were the '80s. We need to make sure there's plenty of movies that people don't understand, and we need to make sure to put in context for everybody. Well, exactly. So. Well,
1: in this, this, we're living in a different world.
0: It's different. I, mean,
1: yeah. I think it's part. Well, I mean, I think what's going to set us apart is I'm mean, even though I I look like I'm like Griff's younger, handsomer brother, <laughs> I'm actually pretty old. I'm in my 40s, so I was around when these movies were made. I remember seeing a lot of these movies in the theaters. Now, meanwhile, Griff, millennial. He he came to these later. And so I think one of the things that will set us apart from every other boring 80s action movie podcast is, you know, I'll bring my spin on it and he brings his spin on it. You know, we have different perspectives.
0: I mean, I will point out that I did grow up. Idolizing Jean Claude Van Damme. Well, that's- I had a hoop earring like that. <laughs> I'm not new to it, but I'm not saying you're new to it. I'm just I'm, saying you know. I, I'm coming in. A lot of these movies, though, I'm coming in with the new lens for sure. Right. Like I, I think my
1: purpose will be maybe explaining what was going on sometimes. Chuck Norris's
0: hair all the time. That's what I really want. I don't know what was going on with <laughs> Chuck Norris's hair, but I'll try to the, explain it. I, I, I I'd love that. But, um, I mean, that I feel like that sums it up pretty well, and uh, I believe you, you, you got some word already. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Griff, here's the thing. I don't know how this got out, because we've, we've never, this is our first recording, but somehow word got out that we're doing this podcast, and we have people lining up out the door to sponsor our podcast. Can you believe that? Shit. Which door? That one right there. <laughs> okay. So before we get into the movie we're going to review today, I got to I got to read this commercial and this, let me get this out of the way. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So come on. Let me put on my announcer voice. How much money did we get? Uh, we haven't worked that out. Yet, <laughs> okay. But it's going to be a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. I worked on. It's like it's like a point system. Like you don't get paid anything right now, but you know if.
0: Do we have to get other people involved, and then they buy yeah, from us? And it's then... like
1: it's like a pyramid scheme,
0: yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> so let me just read this first, and okay. then we can go right into it. <clears throat> Do you have a dog wedding coming up and have nothing special for your pet to wear? Well, worry no longer. C-Spat Run has got you covered. Yes, C-Spat Run is the place to go for all your canine formal wear needs, specializing in dog spats. Here at C-SPAT Run, we carry a wide variety of dog spats in all sizes and colors for any and all formal occasions. So what are you waiting for? Turn that mangy mutt into a dapper dog and go to com right now. You know, Griff, Tegrity's my middle name. So I wouldn't promote something I didn't truly believe in. You know that of
0: me. I, I mean, I know, absolutely.
1: Unless people pay me a lot of money and then I would yeah. say whatever they want me to say. But in this product, so I tried this product out. You know, you know my dog. You've met my dog. Your dog,
0: yeah. Great I love
1: dog. her, but she's a complete piece of shit. Yeah, you know that. Well, you know, I mean- she is basically a Kid Rock song in canine form. <laughs> Let's just get real. <laughs> yeah. So I tried these on her. I tried to class. I put some spats on. Her. I faced- in case listeners don't know what a spat is, a spat is a decorative. A wrap that goes around your ankle that protects your socks and the top of your shoes. But they're also... They're also they're stylish. They're stylish. They're beautiful. Right. So I put these spats... I don't think that anything's going to happen. I'm like, there's no way you can make this dog look good. Yeah. I put the spats on. Classy as fuck, Griff.
0: I mean... Unbelievable! We've got a friend's wedding coming up, and I'm planning I to know. bring Millhouse. And <laughs> uh, I got her some of these spats, and she went from sounding like... Uh, that one Atari song to, you know, she's like a Bob Seger guitar <laughs> solo at this point. It's great. I love it.
1: Exactly. And it's not it's not just, you know, the looks, the, the function. I You know, it rained a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. I took her for a walk, put the spats on, muddy as shit, but ankles dry as a bone, Griff. Why? Because of spats. Dog Man, spats.
0: And I hate cleaning dog feet. Like, hate, especially who that, doesn't that, that, that front of the ankle i hate cleaning that so the worst I, I i am thrilled that this is a thing <laughs> so am i and who
1: knew these existed thank god for c spat run and i'm glad they're available for an affordable price <laughs> exactly all right <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way let's go into our movie tonight's selection is
0: Years ago, Dan O'Brien met a cop's worst enemy. Beer.
1: She's beautiful. He thought the past was behind him. He thought he could still be a good cop. He thought the terror was dead.
0: Something's wrong. What is it? the nightmare is back
1: there's nothing wrong with being afraid o'brien you came up against a monster
0: three years ago simon moon slaughtered 22 women but 12 more were killed by
1: copycats them all and this girl is exactly the same as simon moon's simon moon is supposed to be dead nothing so evil could die so easily
0: Danny, is simon moon alive hero is the terror back Stop that hero crap. Why are you letting it bother you so much? Because it's making me out to be something I'm not.
1: You said he was dead. I said supposed to be
0: dead. There's no doubt in my mind.
1: It has to be Simon Moon. He's there. Chuck Norris. The hero is human. The terror is real. Hero and the terror. Hero and the Terror, one of the lesser-known Golden Globus movies, and one of the reasons. I think one of the reasons we're doing, you know, this is our first podcast. so We're going to kind of ease you guys slowly into the Golden Globus world. So, you know, don't worry. We're going to get to the classics. We're going to, you know, this isn't this isn't where it sto- stops. We're going to do Bloodsport. We're going to get in the JCVD world. We're going to get into the Charles Bronson world. We're going to get in. But we figured if we're going to be bad, which we probably will be on our first couple of <laughs> podcasts, let's get it. Let's do some lesser quality movies. And uh, which brings me to the point, Griff. You know, I got a confession to make. I'm not a big Chuck Norris fan.
0: Yeah, he's not. I I, I saw that Sidekicks movie when I was like eight, and I was just like, yeah, I'm done with this guy.
1: Uh, you I, know, I mean, something personal against. Chuck, I always got it's the vibe I got off Chuck Norris. He was the guy, the kung fu guy for like white guys. For some reason, couldn't. He, he's small kung fu. Yeah, they couldn't like root for an Asian guy. They had to root for a white guy. <laughs> so we got Chuck Norris. He's the all
0: American. Yeah, and,
1: and I'm not and I'm not saying Chuck Norris is racist or anything. He's just a, I mean, yeah, as far as I know, he was good friends with Bruce Lee. I mean, he's an all right guy. But I just thought that was his role that he was given. You yeah. know, and I just I, so I never dug him at all.
0: You know. I mean, I learned to love him in Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, like Sidekicks. Oh, I mean,
1: there's some movies I like by you know, Chuck. Oh, yeah. and we, we're going to talk about them later Like as we go further into the podcast. We're going to cover those movies, but I'm not a big fan of Hero and the Terror. Uh,
0: I, I thought it was great. I don't know. I...
1: Well, it had its moments. I'm just saying it didn't convert me to a Chuck fan. Let's put well, it let's
0: just way. say that Chuck's my new hero. and
1: <laughs> He's my new Terror. That's a, that's
0: <laughs> he's right. also my new Terror. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but th- I mean, honestly, this movie was quite woke for Golden Globus. It, it was,
1: it was ahead of its time. I'll
0: say like that much. You, you, you you I mean, we we watch quite a few Golden Globus movies. We watch a lot of just general <laughs> '80s movie '80s action movies, and man, they 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 do not hold back. Uh, they get they get pretty colorful quickly. But in this movie, you have Chuck's girlfriend, who is pregnant with his kid. And they're not they're not married. That's, they had a yeah, baby. They're having a baby for, out of like, wedlock. When it, eighty eight? This movie I believe came it was eighty eight. This
1: that was pretty big deal back
0: then. Yeah. yeah, you didn't show that in movies. Exactly. You got Chuck, who's got PTSD. Uh, of course, the aforementioned girlfriend of his was his therapist, and he ended up hooking up with her. So you know, there's there's probably. Some interesting things to talk about there. There's some client
1: – what's that
0: – I don't know what
1: I'm saying. Go on. Client-attorney privilege. Something, yeah, but with psychiatrists. Right,
0: with psychiatrists. Pa- I think it's patient. I don't know. Office. It's
1: highly – you should get your license taken away if you're having sex with your <laughs> patients is what I'm trying to say.
0: They probably did it in the office, right? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, I mean we have the, the, the very tough uh, black gentleman who – is standing guard in this theater at the uh, kind of later portion of the movie. And, you know, they have the hotel nerdy white guy kind of come up to him, just straight laced, and he's just like, oh. What's? He had a boombox. He had too. a he had a boombox. So we asked him, Whoa oh, what kind of music are you going to listen to? And uh, just Robinson th- just just looks at him straight face and goes, Mozart. And then you breaking get, down stereotypes. Yep, so. just breaking down all stereotypes, <laughs> and you get the moment where he's just jogging and listening to Mozart <laughs> in a theater. <laughs> Can I? A
1: uh, quick aside. Yeah. I don't know why. What's what's Robinson? What's his what's his real name? The guy who played Robinson.
0: oh uh, let's see. That is uh, Steve Jones. I don't.
1: Steve Jones. I don't know why he wasn't a bigger star because he had ten times the charisma that Chuck Norris yeah, did Chuck, in this movie. Chuck
0: is flatlined this in fact, whole
1: movie. case you don't know who we're talking about. He also was the sidekick from American Ninja, who had who should have been the star of American Ninja, by the way. Sure. I don't know why it wasn't, because this guy, he's got it all. He's got charisma. He's got the ripped body. I mean, he was amazing. I don't know.
0: I mean, I he know. didn't wear a shirt like the whole movie. He did. He wore a hoodie, but he always kept it, like, unzipped. Well, he, gotta... and, he,
1: and he also had that sweet WrestleMania uh, oh, trucker man. cap. He, he had married. a lot of
0: great accessories going on. He did. And he took uh we were talking about this, he took off his shoulder holster <laughs> when he was jogging, because you can't jog with a shoulder holster. I've tried. You can't jog. <laughs> you just can't. You can't get you the can't. correct elbow function. Right. Um, I mean, we, we also have Chuck talking with his girlfriend. She's just about to have the baby, and, uh, She's saying, like, I need to go back to work. And he's just like, yeah, of course you should. Like, it's very supportive. She was. And
1: she was feeling kind of, like, fat and unattractive. And he's like, you're beautiful. Yeah. You know? He, he,
0: he doesn't... Was, that was probably the most convincing chuck work in this movie. <laughs> when he When he just needed to be soft, I guess. But he just... Very all the one-liners just completely die out. But yeah, whoa, he, well, yeah. we can get into that yeah. in a minute because I feel like right now we just need to talk about the villain who Mia Murray has the some, terror? Yes, the terror. Um the, the 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 horrible terror who really doesn't seem like of course a terror to a certain general audience but not not like a terror to the whole city he's not like uh, uh wesley snipes and demolition man where he's just running around <laughs> blowing stuff yeah, up i never thought about it that's true
1: he just he's just doing his thing man yeah
0: he was uh, very he's very quiet about how he did things he doesn't talk at all in the whole movie <laughs> he
1: doesn't talk in the whole movie you barely see his face at all you do yeah you see like his rotten teeth a couple of times yeah close-ups
0: but and then of course there's the lead-in to the movie, the cold opening, when Chuck's having a nightmare.
1: Well, you don't know it's a nightmare at the time. You're it's right, just right. Like you just it's think a cold opening. Like, he's he's finally found the secret lair that the terror Simon Moon is living in, and yeah. you know shit's going to go down. And then it was one of the boringest fights I've ever seen. It was There's nothing terrifying about it. I don't know no. why Chuck was traumatized by exactly. this fight. Exactly. Well, they were, like, on the piers, right?
0: Yeah, they were just, like, on a pier or under a pier.
1: So he finds the lair. There are these dead women that are, like, posed in certain positions, and he... It's like sees some like kind a, of doll guy. He, there's, like, a trap door in the floor, and he opens it, and he goes down, like, underneath the pier. Yep. And then he meets the terror, and they're fighting,
0: and... it was boring it was like, It's so but a... like
1: the terror is like drowning him a little bit under the just water a little bit.
0: like everyone's been drowned yeah, a little bit i know and
1: then so then chuck he escapes and he's climbing up the ladder and then the ladder takes the terror out. not even <laughs> chuck <laughs> he, he, just... he like slips down the ladder his face hits all, like the wrongs like like, like a cartoon that he breaks all yeah. the wrongs <laughs>
0: Tom and, <Jared> cartoons.
1: <laughs> and then he's knocked out and then that's it and then chuck wakes up in a sweat that's it well
0: and, also I don't banana, banana hammock. Oh, I was gonna oh, get waked. to that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
1: He's drenched in sweat, wearing this sweet eighties kini brief, <laughs> but banana hammock, uh underwear.
0: I just wanted to beat you to the banana punchline. Yeah, they, they needed that. They need a little beefcake in the uh, I, and they succeeded. That was pro- yeah. Uh he also does everything in slow mo. He doesn't have any other speed. Um he was. Collect- well, we gotta
1: remember, he he kills his victims by breaking their necks. That's what he always does. Yeah, and he always does it in slow motion. They were kind of. Tr-
0: I think they were trying to go for like the whole George and the Rabbit thing there, where he's just. So I never thought about you. Probably right. He's yeah. Just trying to like do like brush their hair. Well, see
1: that that, that goes into another thing. But there's a scene where Chuck is talking with a psychiatrist played by the sleaze bag of the '80s, Billy Drago. Really out of character for him to play. He's always plays like drug dealers, but he's playing a psychiatrist in this one. And he's trying to explain what Simon Moon's about and he's like, he's he operates on a primal level. Like there's no like you know higher brain function. And like this guy's pretty ingenious for yeah. a guy who's just operating on a, a you know, primal level. Yeah,
0: you told me about the primal level, and then I had a rifle through my notes because I was like, I, I I had a different thought and I was like, Yeah, I call him an asexual MacGyver. <laughs> and he he
1: was well yeah, well, tell him the scene that we were talking about.
0: Well, there there's this prison scene and he's uh, I, I think you can do it better than well, me. It's, it's like uh
1: it's like a like a hospital for the criminally insane yeah. kind of thing. So he's in this room I think he's polishing stones. I don't know what the hell really is going on. It I mean, was it was But there's like this machine, you know, that's like spinning around with stones in it, and I think that's what it was. So he palms like the I'm guessing grit like from the stones. Yeah. It looked kind of like metal filings. I didn't know what it Like was. metal filings. That's what it looked sure. like. So I don't know where he got those from. But he palms them while they're taking him away because he's playing. It seems to me like he's a genius playing like he's exactly. So they take him away to back to his cell. So then he takes like this these metal filings. Happens to have a a tube of chapstick around like, like everybody does.
0: Yeah.
1: And some dental floss.
0: Well, they're not monsters, you know. So
1: well, good dental hygiene. Yeah. So. He he (laughs) mashes up. He maybe (laughs) trying. That's probably why he saved the. He saved the dental floss. He's saving it. So he mashes up the chapstick into the metal filings to make a paste, and then he puts it on the dental floss, and then he uses the dental floss to cut through steel bars.
0: And he does it all within, like, a 10-minute window. There's nowhere in Tehran the bars even think to it was, begin with. Yeah,
1: I don't even think it was 10
0: minutes. I think it was five. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was instant. So he breaks, like, five bars, and then he bends them on top of it. Like, I mean, we will we, we'll, uh, have to cover montages because every 80s movie has a montage. That deserved a montage. <laughs> like, you could have done a prison break montage. That
1: you should have, yeah. And
0: instead, what we got was, well, he <laughs> it suns up, it's noon, and uh, he's filing away, and uh, it's five minutes later, and he's...
1: And then he f- he finds, like, a truck, like a, a van that no one was, like, driving, and he pushes it down. His plan is he's going to push it down the hill. It's not running, I don't even think he started the car up. No, because he's like, I'm gonna coast out of here. Yeah. Fortunately, there's a lot of hills, I guess, and because because this is the one, <laughs> this is the one <laughs> criminally prison for the criminally insane that's on as its great real estate. It's right on the coastline. Breaks out of the uh, the fence. There's one guard. He just lets him go by. He immediately goes off a cliff. Immediately, <laughs> he does. And then, the, and the and the and the van explodes.
0: I think before he even it hits. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a fire explosion. So
1: basically, no, he's dead.
0: Basically, right? He's dead, right? He's got no be way to survive that. It's is like a 75 foot fall. Exactly. The van exploded. He was in the van, right? He's got to be dead. This movie's been solved, and exactly. we're like 15 but minutes into case it. Case closed. It's over. But of course, that, that I mean, <laughs> that that couldn't be the end so quickly because they start. They just start finding people with broken necks all through town. No one else could do that, so Simon Moon has got to be but out there on the problem. But it can't be. It can't be
1: Simon Moon. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so bad. Well, what are we, wait, we're forgetting something. We're forgetting about that sweet montage that Chuck does.
0: Well, we haven't even gotten to all of Chuck. We still got to go over Chuck. <laughs> I we'll, mean... We'll break him down for me. Well... I don't know how to break down <laughs> Chuck aside from like maybe No charisma? Uh, well, That's yeah. One thing to start with. I maybe get into like a, a freestyle like one liner with him. Like obviously someone uh, wrote those one liners for him, but
1: the one liners were so fucking bad in this movie. He he's like like could every single one fell flat. There wasn't one that was like, you know, fuck yeah. I mean say what you will about Schwarzenegger, the dude could deliver a one liner. Yeah. And Chuck can't. And I think that's why he was always kind of B-level. He was never at that top echelon.
0: Right. And they didn't even really know how to, like, portray him as, like, because he's kind of a broken person. He's got the PTSD going on. He's soft. He's always wearing great sweaters. They were great (laughs) sweaters. up 80s. Cosby sweaters, uh, yeah, in effect. He was looking good. I mean, I like why because he's a
1: sensitive 80s guy, exactly.
0: I liked in the beginning when he had the stash, but they went back to the beard. They had a show, I forgot about passing. that. That's true. That they, was, yeah, yeah, he had a stash in the past. That was a great flashback moment. And uh, you know, I just want to say, like, all the good characters in that movie had stashes. Robinson had a stash, and like, yeah. So, you're right, you're on there's something. a correlation here. Is that why you're trying? Well, why you have a stash? I'm huh? not trying. It's just there, okay? Well, you're trying, but... I'm not trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, they would try to build up these moments to make him look like a real hero, like uh, you know, he's the, not a hero. He's not a hero. <laughs> yeah, he does like to scream <laughs> at people because his nickname in the in the movie is Daniel the Hero O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien. <laughs> but of course, when anybody calls him that, he's like, "I'm not a hero." <laughs> um, I mean, we get to see, of course. You know, in any action movie, they got to, like, build up the character. So, uh, you know, if you want to talk about the cocaine bust, <laughs> I, I, know, I know that scene was riveting. Well,
1: yeah, I think this was one of those things. You always got to have X amount of action scenes. People get bored after a while. Oh, yeah. So they added this. It's an a, action movie. And, of course, you have to stop a drug dealer because that's a, that's a classic 80s well, that's movie thing. that's what cops
0: thing. do. and That's all cops do.
1: And it's always cocaine. I mean, I. People I'm... were doing cocaine so much in the Griff. So I can tell you this. I in the <laughs> 80s. I had a cocaine problem. <laughs> Everybody was doing coke. Well, yeah. So, this, what was it, They were on the wharf. Then, once again, they're back at the wharf. There's a lot of <laughs> they wharfs. They're back on the wharf. A lot
0: of so, coke on the waterfront.
1: Chuck is posing as Carlos, the short order cook. <laughs> Fun fact Carlos is Chuck Norris's real first name. And these drug dealers so he's watching these drug dealers they're gonna be there's gonna be a cocaine, you know, selling what yada yada yada. And the drug dealer, who's the drug dealer?
0: Oh my god, the drug <laughs> I, I I was like We've talked about this in the past, so it's like I've popped it on. I haven't made a full episode, but uh, it is Renegade's partner, his Native American friend, is in there as one of the drug dealers. Probably owner of
1: the greatest mullet of the 80s. Oh, my God, that hair. So so good. So they're doing the drug bust. Chuck, I guess he's like, hey, I'm, I'm a cop now. I don't know. Starts fighting him. I will say this about about the scene. Great steel drum. Some great steel drum action music, yeah, m- uh, music going on.
0: That that whole funk line that popped in there was uh, completely out of nowhere. <laughs> and then you see
1: Chuck running like an 80-year-old man. He can't run.
0: <laughs> he doesn't even she- lift his life. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only... <laughs>
1: And then you see renegade, renegade partner, I should say. He can't climb a fence. All he (laughs) got to do is jump this like fence and get away from Chuck.
0: Oh my god! I mean, I will say there was barbed wire up there. (laughs) Well, but the part, like, clearly the director was just like, just climb on the fence for like nine minutes. So it's like Chuck can catch up with you (laughs) (laughs) because he's walking. Oh, that's why he's Walker, yeah. Uh, oh yeah uh. but uh you know it's like it's like a six foot long fence and it's like the water's over here and then it's just like a wall or well, a building did explain over. what choice
1: did chuck give him when he caught up to him
0: oh my god i don't remember the choices <laughs> it was like you could go with the two icy, choices the icy water the uh, or
1: you can give it up
0: give it up uh and then what's his choice fuck, fuck, fuck you, you. And, of course, it's not an option. <laughs> one of the many great one-liners that are delivered completely. With no emotion at yeah, all. Just no, just no, Like, this beard has more emotion. Maybe that's why all the memes started about his beard. Could be. Just because, yeah, he is completely <laughs> void but of he, life. But
1: he does do a roundhouse kick.
0: We get one. That's one of three roundhouse kicks in this movie. <laughs> you you counted. I, I counted because they're... I mean any time you watch a John Claude, there's like three roundhouse kicks per fight. So it's just something I look for. That's like a wrestling's finisher. You just kinda like right. Oh the, he landed it. Uh you know, he's going in for the pin. There was there was no pinning in this scenario, but there was, you know We kicked
1: him into the water. No, he just went in the boxes, I thought. No, no, no. He ended up
0: in the drink. He kicked him in the water.
1: He did the roundhouse, and then he just did a straight kick to the chest, and he kicked him in
0: the water. Oh, that that was the weakest straight kick I've ever (laughs) seen. It looked looked like he was trying more to just kind of, like, push him down, and it turned into a (laughs) kick that, like, threw him back. (laughs) I love it when kicks work out that way. Like, sometimes when I kick my door, that happens. Um, But, you know, we've talked about how he was coping with his PTSD. Well, see, that's
1: the – problem I had with it is it seemed like that's where they were going with the movie. Like, yeah. It was going to be about a serious take on PTSD. It was as serious as you can get with an action
0: movie. Uh, yeah. And then they just dropped it.
1: Right. It was like in the middle. it's like, no, we're just going straight action. He's over it. He got over it.
0: So we're going to go ahead and get over that. And we're just, I mean, we got to jump into the montage. I feel like that's pretty much a good place. Well, of
1: course we got to go to the montage. Uh, <laughs> you can't have an action movie without a montage. And you know, I'm thinking... Movies are just too goddamn long now. This movie was a nice, tight hour and 36 minutes.
0: Why? Montage. That's, that's all I saw. Montage, Griff. I saw a movie the other day, and I go on the movies completely blind. And when I checked my watch when the movie was over, and I was like, it's been an hour and 35 minutes. <laughs> I was just like, I am going to go Yelp review the theater and tell them about how much I enjoyed that they made that movie one hour and 35. What
1: movie was that? What movie is a hundred, an hour and 30 minutes anymore?
0: Uh, You Were Never Really Here, I think is what it was called. Never heard of it. I, I We can't get into that. I'm just asking. But,
1: I'm just shocked that there's a movie that was an hour and a half. I That's was, all I'm saying. Because now every movie is three fucking hours. Now it's like how many, how much shit, do we, motivation do we need? to you know, Captain
0: America needs. We it, don't it's, need to. And it's you know, true.
1: and you know what would help? Montages.
0: I, if this next Avengers movie, wait, we're getting away. All the, if this next Avengers movie, because I, they're fine, but they're boring, and I'll never watch them again. If they just started doing montages. I mean, I feel like cut it down, man. I feel like all the all the when they what do they call that when they build up the hero in the first movie, like the introduction to the character or whatever, that that just needs to be a big montage. It just needs to be like Aunt May die or Uncle Ben die. He wrestles (laughs) Randy Savage, corpse, uh, and next thing you know, boom. Break that down in (laughs) thirty
1: seconds, and then you want your your Spider Man. All
0: I want is to see him flipping around the city with his little webs.
1: So, <laughs> so I thought that's all we wanted to see, everybody. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: no, it isn't, apparently.
1: Well, I think Hollywood needs to learn to learn to love the montage again. Because, well, as you know, I've broken it down. I, I think a lot about montages. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to make a montage of my thinking about montages.
0: Okay, life. <laughs> I like this. Is it just you thinking?
1: Because, in my opinion, there might be more, but in my opinion, there's four basic montages. Okay. There's number one. That the gearing up montage where you're you're like loading oh, your gun of and you're putting your headband on and you're putting your knife in its sheath. Oh yeah, commando. Exactly. That's a, that's a perfect gearing up montage.
0: And you should probably not have much clothes on because you're usually pretty bulky, like Arnold. Exactly. He's all he's. Well, he, you're you're oiling your body. That's yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah. like tan and shiny you yeah. might have to apply some kind of camouflage it'd be quicker to put a shirt on but you know you could also
1: just camouflage what this show muscles man. you to show them off you, you're you really gotta. Yeah. You gotta. then the, the the second montage is the training montage this is classic for like kung fu movies like I don't have an hour to watch this guy learn how to be kung fu yeah. just do it in 30 seconds mm-hmm. show me show him kicking something and then kicking something harder, and then kicking something really fucking hard. I get, I get it. He's a, he's, a, he's a master now. You know what's
0: what I find interesting is, like, uh, Quentin Tarantino found out how to slow down the montage, because <laughs> he did that in Kill Bill. I was just thinking about that. It's like his montage ended up being, like, elongated. I swear there was like 30 minutes of, uh, of oh, the, the with the, with man. Yeah, 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 where he was training. Yeah, he did
1: kind of spread he, it out. He
0: was like, you know what's great about the montage? Nothing. Let's make this 35 <laughs> minutes. You <laughs> <He laughs> fucked it up. Maybe he's yeah. the reason no one does montages. It, it could be. They were like, the Quinn guy did it. He's pretty good, right? Let's do it too. We got you to blame Quentin. Thanks. Uh, now
1: there's a th- and then there's the third montage is the tournament montage. This is one of my favorites oh, because I, I love, love tournament movies. Yeah. And I don't have- but I don't have time to watch everybody fight. Yeah. So what you do is you just show clips of people fighting. You get the gist of what they're doing. Yeah. You see who wins, who loses, and you can do a whole tournament in like half an hour. Yeah. The fourth montage is the falling in love and or remembering back like someone died and you're remembering back falling in love kind of montage mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's it I, I, and do you have an example of that? I am having trouble with that one you've never seen one of those? like you, you see somebody like they're walking on the beach and they're like and then they're eating an ice cream cone um, and, they, and she Weaver puts the playing. thing in her like the girl usually shoves Weaver. it on his nose and that kind of shit you know what I'm okay, talking about thanks. It's not. It's not as often. You don't see that often in an action movie, but you sometimes you do. Yeah. If the if the loved one dies, then you got to realize oh. why is this guy so fucked up? I over thought those this? were just
0: flashbacks. You think they're a montage? They well, it, it's, it's it's
1: kind of the same. Well, you, line? It's kind of the same thing. I mean, okay. it, it is a flashback, but you're also showing the many different ways they love this person. Okay. So we still
0: need to talk about the montage <laughs> in this movie.
1: Well, I would put this category. This it's. Tech, it's not technically gearing up, but I would put it in the gearing up montage category. Was
0: training not in your montage list?
1: Oh, well, that's right. But what's training? But montage. yeah, but that this is just lifting weights. This isn't like well, not, he he's he's lifts not, weights he, and not, run. he runs. Does he run? I, think he, I, think I don't run. I quick, thought he just I think lifted weights. He does waves. a quick jog. <laughs> I think he,
0: not like a long. If he was walk. doing
1: it on the beach, I'd say okay. But if he's just, What was he doing A treadmill?
0: No, I think he. I think he was out like on the sidewalk or something. I'm not too sure about it. This was not a great all, all that we remember of this montage is that I just remember they couldn't
1: believe he could bench press x amount of weight. It's like you yeah. can't do that no way and like he, it's weird that he's a
0: cop and he has like no real like close partner because we were like because all all good cops work
1: alone. you know that
0: this is true, but we're also used to a lot oh they end up working alone he did have a
1: partner. In the very beginning, that dream sequence, he had a partner. Yeah,
0: that guy just kind of like faced out. <laughs> it's so weird. They're like, hey, partner, I'm going to back... go get back uh, I'm going to go get back up. I'm going to go in there and drown a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Yeah, some partner, he didn't even save him, man. Yeah. I mean, he got you could, all the backup. You could get rid of all that PTSD if he was just doing his job. If he was just doing his job. God. I need a montage of that guy getting <laughs> fired. He's a terrible cop.
1: I want your gun and badge.
0: I, I I was I was just so happy to see all these like super buff dudes. I didn't realize the guy was gonna be Robinson was the one guy. telling him like you can't lift all that. It's like <laughs> you know him. You probably go to the gym with him. And yeah. Like, wait,
1: first of all, way to encourage a friend too. You can't do that. Maybe
0: that's how Chuck likes like reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, it could be something. Maybe yeah. I could see. No, Chuck's too soft in this movie. <laughs> he need he needs lifting. Like maybe 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 like a Steven Seagal would be into that and then under in, in his wispy boy you don't think I can do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he would pump out 90 of them. And then he would probably like spin it or something. Pull back, it's an empty bar. There's no way not. <laughs> it would be empty. He's such a... Oh, I love that guy. It was
1: like, they're like balloons on the end. And he's like...
0: when I was, there was a moment when I ditched John Claude, it went to Steven Seagal. Like he well, was, that was my. That wasn't. Guy. That wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't. It lasted like a week. <laughs> but I had a Steven a too long. I had a Steven Seagal. Well, I'm there. sure in
1: the future we we'll, we will be covering Steven Seagal movies.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd kill someone if we didn't. Like that's, <laughs> well, I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, I have to talk about Steven Seagal. His movies are just Well, you, you know,
1: this is this is a perfect time to bring something up. I mean, this doesn't. It's kind of goes along with what we're talking about, and then it's an 80s thing, but, you know, back when, i I'll probably explain this to you, back in the 80s when I was like a teenager, I was basically like a punk rock, like metal guy, like real metal, like old metal, you know, Slayer, Anthrax, the kind of shit that, you know, you expect people to do. So I always turned my nose up at like glam metal, mm-hmm. that's what we called it, so I guess it's hair metal now, but yeah. back then it was glam metal. And so recently, they on MTV Classic they have this like five hour block called Metal Mayhem, and for the first time I've actually watched these videos, <laughs> and I, I I I there's this one there's this one video I want to talk about.
0: Oh, right before you, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just kick everything over, and then we'll talk about this real quick. Hey, shake things up, guys. Yeah, shake things up.
1: This video is by the band, one of our buddies' favorite bands, by the way, Rat. And the song's called Lay It Down. Now... The, well, not, not, don't play it right now. The I'm just problem so I'm having with... Well, I have a problem with all of the video, but there's something I... And if anybody listening can help me out and explain it to me, I'd be very happy to hear it. Maybe you could help me,
0: I, I thought you were going to explain this Well, I'm going to explain the video.
1: So there's a scene at the end. I can't, for the life of me, I don't know what it means. But, yes, I'm going to break down the video for you. I'm going to give you some, like, background so you can maybe make a good judgment call. All right, so the video starts. We're at a birthday party. And it says, happy birthday, Stephen. I'm assuming that is the childhood birthday of rat singer Stephen Piercy oh okay so there's this kid who looks like a fucking evil ventriloquist dummy i don't know who picked this kid to be young stephen piercey he's creepy looking he's got like he's like pasty skin he's got dark circles around his
0: eyes (laughs) and there's a and so it's him probably parties like this every night (laughs)
1: there's there's a little (laughs) blonde girl too okay and then there's this creepy clown I know you're a fan of clowns. I'm a huge fan of clowns. So, okay, so cut to the chase. They got the birthday cake out. And they're like, the little girl who's like on Quaaludes, I don't know what's wrong with her, but she's like out of it. She's like, Steven, don't forget to make a wish. And then, so then little Stephen like makes a wish, and then the clown's hat starts spinning. Like, and... and so now we get to see what's like his wishes and his wishes apparently to be like a gay pirate because we see like modern day, like adult rat and they're rocking out yeah. and he's wearing like a puffy pirate shirt and like, and somebody got a bedazzler for Christmas cause there's like bedazzling <laughs> on it too. And he's got like a headband and so like they're playing and I want to point out. The bass player is way too fucking happy for this video. He like irritated the fuck out of me. I mean, I get it. You're a bass player. You're the least important member of the band. Yeah. You're just happy to be there. But he's got this fucking shit eating grin the whole fucking song, and it really irked the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, and so he there's this, and then there's this girl who like looks like like an eighties. I think she's like an eighties Playboy girl. She has that look. I think that's supposed to be the girl, the little girl on Quay. Looks like it's an oh, adult. Shit. So I think. He, he's his is like so. Basically, what we're watching is this little kid who's probably like five has a. We're, they're portraying his sex fantasy basically with this little girl, which is creepy as fuck. Am I right? Uh, I mean, it sounds like it. And uh, but and there's also I don't know why, but there's a lot of like back to the camera, turning around and looking surprise scenes, oh. like a lot. And I don't <laughs> know what that means. So. So we're cutting back, the, the band's playing, they're rocking out, whatever, and then we see they go back to the kid, and he's like rocking out, like his eyes closed, and he's like shaking his hand. Everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid, because he's having a four-minute wish, and then the thing ends, I guess... <laughs> so the whole song is his wish? <laughs> yes, the whole song is his wish. Laying it down, it, I'm, I'm assuming that's sex, but I don't know. Laying it down, laying it down is the song.
0: Wow.
1: So it cuts to the end of the song ends, okay? Yeah. And he's told and, and so adult <laughs> Stevens Pierce look <laughs> oh my at God, that. What is, what <laughs> I told thing? you that kid's creepy. He's creepier than the clown. <laughs> oh we're God. watching the video right now, if you're wondering <laughs> what we're talking about. And like the girls got dark circles around, it's like, what the fuck's wrong with these kids? They have like vitamin deficiency or something. <laughs>
0: It looked like they went for like an Adam's Family thing with him. Well, like, yeah, but I don't
1: cl- think it is. You know, his hat's not spinning. That's Chucko the Clown. It's
0: just it's another
1: rocking out right here. That's Warren D. Martini on Dude, guitar.
0: I wasn't ready for all this fog. <laughs> well, it's it's in his mind. It's foggy. I mean, I guess like I was expecting the hair, but the <laughs> fog, fog's really throwing me off. Man, see that that well, guy died of AIDS right there. That well. I, I hate to get real honest, but he did. Oh, jeez.
1: So this is the, the adult Steven. and that's yeah. She was like an '80s Playboy girl. I remember her.
0: Man, wait. Oh, her. Yeah. yeah. yeah not. Him. I'm having I'm having trouble <laughs> with some of the. <laughs> oh man.
1: So he's got his pirate outfit on.
0: That's a good outfit, you know. Yeah, sure.
1: And see, see, look at look at that fucking bass player. Fuck, look at that guy. Look how happy he is. <laughs>
0: Is this like the first video they shot? No, maybe, this is like maybe? this is a couple of records in. Maybe he's new to the band. Maybe no, no super... I don't think
1: he's a super jazz to be like, he's a bass player. Nobody cares about bass players.
0: Yeah, but maybe he's new to the band. He's like, "Man, rats are already on their way up. I got myself in here." <laughs> well,
1: tone it down. Know the room. Yeah. All right? You're probably Everyone right. else is playing it cool. See now oh, the, kid, oh my the, God. They the kids the flashback in the kids. The kids rocking out.
0: That was not rocking out. Yes, he
1: is. He's rocking he would out.
0: Be haunted. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God.
1: So they're busy laying it down.
0: He's got a, a wrench on that necklace. Ooh, a little karate kick. That, that was a better <laughs> kick than Chuck Norris That's did. Just, I see why you picked this. It's a better kick than Chuck.
1: Oh, so then.
0: Oh, what is this shirt? That is a shirt, I think. I don't know what that is. Not enough tassels in uh, today's fashion. I'm just going to put that out that. there i saw she's looking lovingly
1: at him he's looking lovingly at her i mean or i him.
0: they look like they're in that like gravitron thing that they have at the local fairs maybe they are i
1: don't know I, we're, we're in little stevie's mind right now yeah I exactly know. So, so then he's he's whispering to her he's like i'm gonna fuck you girl yeah yeah and then the little boy's oh whispering to God. the little girl like i'm gonna fuck you girl <laughs> And she's like, "Oh my god!" The cutbacks
0: <laughs> to him as a kid is—I told you—he's you, like, he's like
1: an evil ventriloquist dummy. Holy shit!
0: This is amazing.
1: But see, and then we have the great guitar solo with the the, the snake print
0: guitar. Oh yeah, okay, that—that's yeah, pretty cool. She's rocking it's out. A pretty cool guitar. Look at that solo. Got to have the
1: guitar solo in the eighties.
0: Yeah. I mean. They could only make so many hooks. You gotta throw some guitars. Well, this is eighties was
1: guitar god era. All right, so oh. now it's coming to the end. This is what I'm talking about. It's coming to the end. They both, she's like out oh, of it. Oh my god! And then he's rocking out still. Oh my! And then the clown goes up to the kid and goes, "Stephen, what did you wish?" Or no, the girl says, "What did you wish for?" <laughs> and then this movie does. I don't know what the fuck it means. He licks his like index finger and then. Flicks it at you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That that's the question is oh, what okay. does that mean?
0: This is the only thing that...
1: <laughs> see. What does that mean? That's what I don't know what oh. that means. If anyone can explain to me, what is licking wow. your finger and flicking it out? Is it like I'm gonna suck? You're gonna suck my dick and I'm gonna flick it at you? I no, or I think it's
0: some kind of like fingering thing? Like <laughs> but. <laughs> They are. I don't know uh, if anyone
1: listening knows what we're talking about. What that means? Please explain it to me. Well, because I, that's, what, that's the whole reason I'm talking about it is because of that.
0: I feel like if anybody wants to enjoy three minutes of the life, they're going to go watch that <laughs> right now. Because I mean, that was. I fantastic. only
1: knows what I know. What I'm wishing for, my next expert. <laughs> <But,
0: laughs> I mean, that's a gesture I'll be making all the time now, and maybe someone will be offended enough to be like, "Why did you make I that don't... gesture?" And I can say, "What? Is, what? What does it mean?" <laughs> I, I have to imagine it has something to do with with, with fingering, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know. I, I, no, I'm, I'm just... I, 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 maybe you're right. I I'm don't know. Riffing. You're just griffing. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just griffing. I'm just Griffin here. But I'm sorry to like totally derail our whole conversation here on the tear, but I had to know what that means. In fact, that might be a new thing I do where I just review... A classic just, '80s metal video because I, that's there's something. a lot of questions. One thing I've learned from watching these because it's been like 30
0: years since I've seen a lot of these videos. There's a lot
1: of questions I have. I don't. I don't know what's going on.
0: I like. I appreciate um, that our, our our friend King Diamond's music videos are very much along with well, the, the themes of the songs. Well, right. Well, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he, he does all concepts and stuff. Yeah, so. They got a. Uh, I don't know.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's a concept album, and I'm just taking it out of context.
0: Like I don't know. Maybe. maybe it's
1: all about a birthday party.
0: So what I'm gonna have to do now is I'm gonna have to do some research on this, <laughs> and uh, maybe we can do an update. <laughs> I mean, like here's what we found I'm, out I'm about. Open
1: to anybody's interpretation of.
0: This. I really want to know what those kids were high on because they were high as fuck. <laughs> like all of those kids. Well, they, they were sedated as fuck. <laughs> that's for sure. They were. So, well, you bring up an interesting point. You were like, the, the, the bass player is way too excited. And the kids are way down here, but they're having a birthday party.
1: Well, I wish they that his wish would have been the bass player to calm the fuck down because he was getting on my nerves.
0: Well, yeah, but you see what I'm saying is that he's dreaming of a really happy existence, <laughs> but he's living this really miserable existence. They might be living we in don't like or- a. We don't know that. Yeah, they were miserable. Are you saying he's
1: being molested or something like no, that? No. Or beaten? I right? did not say. You're saying like he that. has a drunk father that. Isn't it, at is it the birthday party? Look, we just watched the video again. Those kids were miserable as fuck. <laughs> all right? That Well, they was... look sickly. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. They they, I, had, they need some vitamin
0: Ds. They're, they they're living in some kind of dystopian world. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so
1: like, if they panned out to the window, you'd see, like, this Mad Max world exactly. going on.
0: Exactly. Like... His dad is probably holding some water reservoir or something, so that's why he gets to have cool things. But he feels guilty about it because he has like a friend. A little... What's he
1: guilty about? He's dream- He's his his wish is to like because, bang a fucking wow. little girls and as an adult.
0: Well, imagine the kid from like uh, the Jungle Book. You know, just hanging around in his underwear, like flip flopping around, <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to what? find trying to find water. And, uh, was that, that what the
1: Jungle Book was about? A kid looking for water? I haven't so. seen it, so I don't, don't know. No, I haven't seen it
0: either. So I think that's what it's about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he befriended that kid. He wasn't allowed to come to the party, so he's also bummed out about that. So you see, layers. All I'm saying is this video has <laughs> a lot of. I'm layers. not saying they are layers.
1: I just need someone to explain. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a genius. I, I'll freely admit and that. You asked me to help you, and yeah, I'm helping you. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm um... seeing the layers. I see the <laughs> layers. All right. I, I mean well maybe you need an outsider's perspective to see this stuff you know <laughs> I
0: mean I don't know Well we should get back on topic with something <laughs> that doesn't have any layers and that's this uh fucking Chuck Norris movie uh I mean he doesn't Do like we being Really? Do we have to get back yeah, to it? Okay. He doesn't like being called the terror or the hero uh the terror He's just doing his
1: job, Griff. All right. Yeah,
0: he's just, he's just the he's like a firefighter who saves a bunch of people he's like it's just my job, y'all. Uh, you know, he's just doing his job. But it I mean the Terror just kind of hangs out in uh, 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 old abandoned. He's got a Phantom of the Opera thing on. Well, going no, it's on. not abandoned. That's what, that yeah, the other right. thing, a, a problem I had with it. It was abandoned, and then Well, they were came, redeveloped.
1: They were, they were doing re- urban development, helping yeah. the community. They helped
0: the community. So,
1: first of all, the mayor, played by the great Ron O'Neill of Superfly f- fame, who was totally wasted in this role. He would have been perfect as, like, the, the police chief who yells at Chuck. It's like, yeah. you went too far. There Give is me your no, gun there's and There's badge. really
0: no police chief in this, either. He was... Cause he was
1: Chuck just does whatever he wants. He
0: really does. I mean, it's either, like, they're a loose cannon or they're Chuck just kind of walking through life. Yeah, Very this, boring.
1: So, like, there's – so, did we even mention, like – so, yeah, we did. Because, so, he's he's hiding in a woman's bathroom in a renovated movie theater. Okay, so there's, like, there's like this little panel that, like, yeah, he, he just, hides behind. He just pops out. And he comes out, he snaps her neck, and then he goes, hides back in his little hole. So they're finding all these dead bodies, but they don't know what's going on. Like, who did this? Yeah. So then there was this great scene where they find, they find this actress. that was, They're doing a movie premiere at this movie theater. And the, the actress of the movie is found dead. And she's naked. But, and this is, I, I found very odd, she's not sexually molested. And that bums Chuck out. He's yeah. Because like, he's like, oh, my God, it's the terror then. Yeah. You know, <laughs> why couldn't she be raped? You know, and it's like, you know, because care, the terror doesn't do that. That's why it
0: I like that their list of perps is just like, okay, how did she die? Next broken. Anything else done to her? Nope. Well, no one else could have done it's that. it got to be the terror. Let's not look up if there's, like, a boyfriend or, you know, an ex-husband or something. Like, she's an actress, so there could be, like, a psychotic fan. Nope. Terror. It's the terror. I mean, they do, They do. again, this is Golden Globus. At its best. We're not going to explain that to you guys. We know it's the tear. You know it's the tear. Chuck knows it's the tear, Chuck, definitely. But Chuck also has that six cent... Wait, how many cents is this? Six cents, yeah.
1: He might have a seventh, I don't know.
0: I'm on my eighth sense so I kind of forget where you guys are at. Um I, I think that's just, like, his thing. Because in Walker, he always was doing that. He was just, like, kind of zone out for a minute and shake a did, little bit. I never saw Walker.
1: Did he Did he have, like, a like dream thing he uh, You know, quest? if
0: you watched it, you wouldn't see the layers like <laughs> I see the layers.
1: I I, I didn't watch it. But I, I have
0: a feeling that that's in the layers somewhere deep. <laughs> so you'd watch it and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? But he did it. He, he totally... I remember one where he did pull out the water stick and he like (laughs) used it to lead himself to where a child was buried alive. (laughs) I thought, yeah.
1: So he is like a like a dousing stick but for children.
0: (laughs) Found a Did he, like, rub,
1: it? like, like a toy the kid had on the end and then he could, like, find the kid? It actually, it was the kid's favorite stick. So there
0: was, was
1: like, it? no. I don't know. I've never seen Chuck Norris. I'm I trying know. to make sense I will of not it. take that back. I've seen one episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, and it, it blew my mind. I, I can't believe it didn't make me a fan. Because if you're a fan of the show, you know this episode. Not only Chuck Apparently, there's, like, a cyborg mutant who lives in the mountains. I'm not making this up. This happened. <laughs> and a plane crashed in the mountains. So the cyborg mutant found the girl that was in the plane, and he, like, took her to his cave. Chuck had to find her. So not only does Chuck fight the cyborg mutant, he fights a bear first.
0: Oh, I think I did think watch I did. So watch he beats that. the
1: bear up, and then he finds the cave, and yeah. he fights the mutant. And then the bear very nicely of him after getting his ass kicked by chuck actually comes in and helps chuck and fights the mutant. that's right and then chuck saves the girl and runs away i
0: wish uh
1: i i I know there were more episodes like that i would have watched i (laughs) do
0: appreciate that macgyver did something like that too he did what (laughs) he fought sasquatch well
1: are you sure because i know six million dollar man fought sasquatch okay so How many he, fucking shows have there been where they fought Sasquatch? Six is, Million Dollar Man did it the best, by the way, because Andre the Giant
0: played the Sasquatch. You but. see, that's brilliant. But what I didn't like, I would have rather it just <laughs> been Sasquatch. Like, this, like, what? <laughs> but what they ended up doing, like, he first encounters it and he fucking just throws that molded man around, just like winging him all over the place. Just no problem. And then the second time he fights, him, he's, he like knocks his mask off. It's like it's a human in a Sasquatch outfit. It's like, well, fuck yeah, it is. Of course it is. Well, but that's funny you he say had that. Super strength before. Well, that's funny you
1: say that because that was also in the in the Six Million Dollar Man episode. Because I think he fought Sasquatch twice, and then one <laughs> he hit him, and it was a robot. It wasn't like a real Sasquatch. Oh,
0: shit. But well, that makes I mean, sense. I thought,
1: but I didn't think MacGyver was an ass kicker. I thought he always figured out some like. Mechanical way to beat people. He he get, he punches people <laughs> like
0: you know. Don't don't sell MacGyver short. He he delivers a a swift. But did he didn't punch. come up with any kind
1: of like gadget that he could? Beat I don't Sasquatch remember. With? You
0: see, the writing was very tight in the first season. A lot of gadgets <laughs> happening, uh, and then I kind of drifted. Like we we went our different ways because they were like MacGyver's no longer this really smart guy. Uh, I don't I don't know. I just. That's a whole that's a whole how did other we thing. get from hero and
1: the terror talking about his disillusionment with MacGyver's character arc what were we talking about again mullets okay
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so we figured out the terror's back
0: terror's back broken necks not no raped. no
1: sexual molestation at all um, body's perfectly clean so um.
0: there's only one obvious answer so, th- go on so a we, we have
1: to well we have to stake out the movie theater which right. falls to our man Robinson has to do it. Oh, Robinson. Why? Because Chuck is taking his soon-to-be-bride pregnant girlfriend out for a birthday meal.
0: Well, they're, I wouldn't even say soon-to-be-bride because they're not engaged at all. Like we don't They know, weren't? No, they weren't engaged. Wow, that is is—that's pretty ahead of time. Dude, it's super, super woke. All right? <laughs> it's super it woke. It is. Uh, no, they, 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 they weren't engaged. Uh, that only happens later after Chuck's, you know, solved every problem in the world. And then he's like, by the way. That you- would have
1: been a perfect scene to have him pull out a, a ring, but they, they blew it in there. Yeah, they really did. But you also, you pointed out to me earlier there, yeah. when they enter the room, like the, the restaurant, like there's, you know, there's four sides with a table, obviously, So Chuck sits at this, like, one side, and then they make the woman sit on the side. Like, somebody opposite her is sitting,
0: and the guy has to, like, move his seats. Like, Chuck, what's up with that? There's a super crowded spot. There's two chairs set up at this round table. (laughs) Chuck gets a spot that's, like, just open, spacious, just <laughs> he, he can lean back, throw he's his a, arms he, all he's over. He's manspreading all over the he, fucking place. Oh man, that's the only thing rude Ch- Chuck's done in this movie <laughs> is he just manspreads everywhere. Um, So he's got all this room and she's like bumping in. She's like ready. She has her baby two days later. So she is just super I thought pregnant. She,
1: I thought she went into labor at the, the restaurant. She didn't? I don't think she did. I thought she Maybe we should have watched this movie more closely.
0: Yeah. I
1: thought she did. Because cause, cause, what, what was he driving? Like an IROC? It was some cheesy-ass 80s-type car. And he they rushed. I think she went into labor because they rushed to the hospital. And that's why Robinson had to be yeah, at the movie theater.
0: that all makes sense. Because I thought the bathroom scene happened around that time, too. Because that was the... We gotta get we'll get to that in a second. We gotta stay focused here, and figure out what happened, the timeline. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought I thought they left the restaurant, they went back. I thought he like talked to Robinson or something. I thought he was like taking her home or something like that. No, I
1: know what it was. I think this is I, I first of all, and maybe stuff. I think we should have watched closely. But I think what it was is <laughs> yeah. they and I could be wrong, but I think they before the birthday meal they did that like he 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 dropped off robinson at the at the uh the movie theater and said like you know look out for the terror yeah. cuz i have to take my girlfriend for her birthday yeah and then she like had to go to the bathroom Oh, well you know you're right no, no what happened was this is this is what <laughs> this is what really happened was they went to the meal then they went to the the movie theater and then she had to go to the bathroom. This is you were explaining. This was the only moment of terror in the whole yeah, movie.
0: The only moment
1: because she went by herself, and Chuck's like, we, where, "Where's she at?" The
0: audience already knows that, like, that's where uh, the terror Simon <laughs> uh, is hanging out. We we know he's got those MacGyver charms, so it's like any woman is gonna fall prey to you know, um, so. You get that tense music, and we haven't had like any music in this movie since the steel drum and you know super funk bass line of that. And you can't bust. make that
1: as great as it is. You can't make that tense.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So we finally we finally get that little bit of tension. You feel like, oh right, here we go. We're really kickstarting into like the the finale of this movie. No. No. Chuck- well,
1: that's, that's the jump scare. Yeah. Like you're like, you know, so. Then I think that's when she goes into labor, and then he has to rush her to the hospital. Yeah. So then, and the guys like Robinson's like, "All right, well, I'll just stay here and stake the place out." Which yeah. Staking out means he just sits in the movie theater and he jogs. Just, he to just Mozart. hung out in the
0: movie theater. Yeah. Which, like
1: I thought. And, they... the, and then, of course, you, you mentioned he takes his gun off.
0: Oh well, yeah.
1: So he's running around, and then who shows up? Fucking Simon the Terror. <laughs> Simon Moon the Terror. Simon Moon the Terror. And he's just standing there looking menacingly.
0: Yeah. Just looks, right next
1: to the gun that he left on the chair.
0: Yeah. And of course he got that Mozart playing, so he's just like, Hey, I'm sorry, man. I'll come turn down <laughs> And uh, You think that's, that's what it
1: was? He didn't intend to kill the guy, he was just pissed off that the Mozart was blasting so much?
0: You know, Maybe. maybe. I, I don't know what Simon's into. He's probably into like whale songs and stuff. That's why he was hanging out at that pier. I think he just listens to white noise. Just white noise? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. But
1: you might be onto something. He might be one of those guys that's into whale. Yeah, you
0: know, so. I, I think he's into that ambiance type of deal. Uh, so the Mozart with the strings, the heavy. Anya, uh,
1: would you say he's an Anya guy? I
0: do. I don't know if I know Anya. That you know, well. you know, yeah. <laughs> she
1: uh, she does that kind of music. Okay, that so I new age music is what she does.
0: I I probably know Anya. You've you've heard it before. Okay,
1: I'll take your word for that. Uh, maybe I'll I'll review an
0: Anya video next time. I Not this
1: time. You you got rat. That's all you're getting.
0: This I don't. Time. I don't think there's going to be enough talk about it. you. It's like okay. There's some color swooshing. There won't. The there won't be. It's very, very peaceful. So getting back to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're we're getting to our end here. Chuck's lady friend is... Well,
1: Robinson gets killed.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He goes for the gun. Simon goes, ain't happening. Grabs him, slow motion, breaks his neck.
0: Just breaks his neck.
1: Doesn't sexually molest him at all. Oh, well, no. And that's why... So... so but This I, movie I... would have
0: been really woke if he actually did get it on with Robinson, though.
1: <laughs> like... Well, yeah, interracial. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it covers all bases. Yeah, but so, so Chuck's having the baby. They decided to name the baby Angela for some reason. I don't know if that's supposed to be significant to us. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So he comes back to the movie theater. to Check on Robinson. Finds a dead naked body outside. Yada yada. Robinson's dead. Not sexually molested. It must be the terror. Gotta be. Is that when he decides? Like, I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't remember how he even got to <laughs> he decided he was going to like find the lair. Well, because that's
0: one thing I I don't understand. Like, he somehow gets the idea where I need to go. Find he goes a, the blueprints, the right? blueprints. That's yeah, right. he's like, I need a. I know this guy's primal, uh. <laughs> so I need to figure out where he's hiding. So like
1: a lion, he'd want a lair that he can yeah, go to. I
0: know he's hiding in this building. I need to see the blueprints of the whole building. And so he finds – he gets the blueprints. He just traces – I love this. I love this. Again, cutting time. We don't need to figure out – have like a montage of somebody showing Chuck how to read a blueprint. He just walks in, rolls out a couple sleeves, and just like – He, like, puts out, he pulls a shot glass yeah, out and then looks at it And he's just like, those bastards. It's like, what? They made a place that was shitty wonderful. <laughs> Everybody well, they forgot
1: there. about this room that was bricked up, that yeah. they didn't, and that's where he's hiding. Of course. Because somehow he gets in and out of a bricked up room. I yeah. don't
0: know how, maybe because he's just the terror. He can do that. So now we get Chuck just, he's ready. He goes. It's like the middle of the day. I remember there being a lot of sun out. Birds chirping. Calls up the, the office, and he's just like, hey, I know where he's at. <laughs> And send
1: somebody 15 minutes later. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> send
0: somebody in like 20 minutes. And they're like, hero, don't go in there. <laughs> don't go in there without backup. Yeah, but don't he's, go in there without a backup. I, but he's a hero. It's right in his name. Don't call him that. <laughs> he gets, So, of course, he just runs in there. We finally see the decisive third roundhouse kick when he does find Simon Moo. But not until he, he we know about the vent. Because we see the vent open up and Simon come out and strangle people or break their necks. Yes. So I believe that time, yeah, he goes in the vent, which he went in there once before and he somehow didn't figure anything out. So I don't know how Simon gets around (laughs) in there, but Chuck. (laughs) From the blueprint, <laughs> learns about this uh, brick like, yeah, there's a, there's section. Like a, yeah,
1: there's a hidden room that's bricked up. Yeah,
0: so he. And why would
1: you have a room like that anyway? It's like it's like these narrow, tiny, like crawl space to yeah. get to this room. Yeah, what's up with that?
0: I don't – that's what I love about, like, movies and video games. They always give you that large human-sized walkway that leads to everything. It's also, it is
1: very well lit, though. They had, I noticed they had, yeah, light, bulbs they had going. light bulbs So there's somebody who can do that. That's their job is to light this hallway that goes
0: nowhere i mean maybe it's some kind of service duct maybe maybe <laughs> you guys no. as good as mine i I, I appreciate that as a wire runner it's like yeah man thank you that's great i need to get wires over here to this abandoned office because i i think that's kind of what it was like a dressing room i don't know it it, been oh, anyway. maybe it was like know. a dressing room so uh i don't know so uh, chuck knows this wall is fake so well, it's not fake it is a brick wall but it's... oh yeah true but, but he knows it's that it's up the entrance, co- covering up the entrance to where he knows Simon is, is taking his slumber. Of course, he's not sleeping there right then. But he does find all the victims, and in true Golden is fashion, he pans over all the dead women with their shirts open. And well, you you got to have it someplace. I mean, so yeah. I mean, we got we got a quick flash in the beginning of the movie um, at Simon's first uh, the little pier hideout. So now we're getting like the second flash. So Well, you see you, you gotta realize, Griff, is it,
1: before the internet it was very hard to see naked women. I mean, this is probably PG thirteen too. Yeah, probably. No, it was probably R. You think it's hard? But but in those days, it was hard as shit to see naked women. You you know how many like shitty teen sex comedies people had to sit through just to see <laughs> two seconds of boobs. Right. And you know, like like it. There was no porn available. If it was, it was like a $100 VHS tape or some shit. So that's why there was – So if people are wondering why there was so much nudity in, like, 80s movies, that's why. Because you did, you're not going to go to a porno theater because they're fucking disgusting. Right. You don't have the money to fucking pay for a fucking porno tape. So this is the next best thing. You know, yeah. Now you can see whatever the fuck you want on the internet. But back then, you're watching scrambled porn and all this shit because you just want to see something. Yeah. So I, that's pr- basically the reason why we had to throw that in, even though it had nothing to do with the story. It was totally gratuitous. Well, that's why.
0: I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there. I feel bad for the ladies, then, because no, of- I
1: don't feel bad for. Them cause, you know, there were some women that was their job. Like, they were known for having great breasts, and they got paid for that. And then once <laughs> porno came like mainstream, they were out of a job.
0: I wasn't gonna say that, that it was a bad thing that they put their boobs out there. I to We say- need to build
1: a wall around. <laughs> that. <I
0: don't> <laughs> I was just gonna say uh, like for the guys it was mostly like don't worry we're gonna show you those boobs you don't have to imagine what they look like but for the girls it was like yeah you get Chuck in a banana hammock isn't that
1: enough no nobody wants to see the dong what are you talking
0: get, about look just just quick flash of a dick you know <laughs> I mean, we got a quick blue flash. going to happen, bro. We just need a quick big <laughs> flash. Maybe in the gym, Chuck's all sweaty, jumps into look, the shower. Look, uh, look, look. You see a naked butt. Well,
1: you know what? I guess people agreed with you because later on in Golden Globus you always had those Jean-Claude Van Damme ass shots.
0: Oh, my God. See, that's why I was such a fan of Jean-Claude because – Really? That's why? <laughs> yeah. Nice oiled glutes. Oh, man. and He's learning so much about you. Short shorts, (laughs) you get those splits going, like, it was just, it was was great. There was rarely boobs in his movies, too. I know,
1: because it was too much room for his butt, you know? Yeah. He didn't want to, like, take the shine away from his butt. He's like, (laughs) no, no boobs. Like, he
0: always had a love interest, but he never never saw anything. They're always very well-dressed. Um... Getting back to the story. So Chuck's not naked. Simon's not naked. A couple na- well, God, naked. Well, kinda naked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be nice if we saw Simon at all. Like, even when they're fighting you. Because he's barely like he, he's like a him. force
1: of nature. He's the terror. Right. <laughs> you know, less is more. It's kinda like what you think in your head of Simon is way worse than what they showed uh, yeah. you.
0: But you definitely saw the The primal animal in him at that point because he went from being the guy who knew how to break out of jail, roll a car down a hill, crash, explode, not die. Hide from police. Hide from the police, like lay lay low, um, to this fight on this tiny little walkway where he's just like, oh, Chuck just picked up a two-by-four. He's probably not going to try to swing that at me. What was that fight? (laughs) What was this fight? It was probably
1: one of the worst final fights I've seen in a movie. I mean... It was so boring.
0: I Like, again, we had that scare, whereas, like, tension could have been built at that point. I mean, uh, of course, all we saw was him immediately break their necks, but maybe (laughs) he takes a hostage or something. Anyways...
1: Maybe he tries to break Chuck's neck. Did he try
0: that? No, I don't think he ever got that close. <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously he landed some blows because Chuck had to be somewhat injured. So his. All oh, oh, right. Well,
1: they they somehow wind up on the roof of the building. Like yeah, they're
0: fighting. Yeah. There's a helicopter. You police think, helicopter. You, I, I thought they like took a ladder up there, but you think the Terror would be afraid of ladders at this point? <laughs> well, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, he terror straight up kicked his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's he has PTSD over ladders. He's like, I'm not climbing that ladder. exactly.
0: She's uh, the she's the roof ladder. He's just like. Oh! <laughs> You know what? Take that. Me. You know that reminds
1: me of something. I, I, I don't think I pointed this out. The only other the the I forget the actor's name who played the terror, but the only other role I know him from is from the Superman oh, movies. Shit. It's uh,
0: what's his name? Jack O'Halloran.
1: Jack O'Halloran. If for people who don't know, if you've seen the first two Superman, he was the mute, like big evil Kryptonian that fights Superman. And he didn't talk there, and he didn't talk in this movie, so I'm like, is this guy, like, can't talk in real life, or is he just such a horrible actor? Like, he's good enough to be in movies, but I don't have to speak? I don't know. Yeah. But I thought that was weird.
0: it was probably a good choice not to have him speak. <laughs> I mean, if he was worse than Chuck, then it would have. <laughs> yeah, he would have too much charisma. It would, like, take away from Chuck. I would have liked uh, maybe, like, during the breakout, like a little monologue or just, like, a little inner, inner dialogue with himself or something. I guess that it would be word. an inner monologue. That could work. But. Him. But just him, like, all right, so I'm going to steal the metal shrines, shrines. uh, Or
1: you could have like an inner monologue, like, what caused him to become the terror? Maybe like his mother abused him or something, and he's having flashbacks.
0: Only if they're doing it during his scenes, because we, remember, we don't want this movie to be longer, so we need to cram it in there. But I I guess I'm also just doing the MacGyver thing, because MacGyver would often do that. Like, he would be doing something, and then a voiceover of MacGyver would tell you <laughs> when you mix the two things together, <laughs> it makes this. Well, yeah, you got to explain it. That, so, so that's what we
1: needed for the chapstick. Because <laughs> I mean, I've been. Well, I kind of get what he was going for with the chapstick, but I just don't know how dental floss is strong enough to, to yeah, break with, through steel like girders. I've sawed through a hacksaw like bars that big, and it does not. It's not that easy. Well, you're not a terror. <laughs> That's true. I'm not. So,
0: I mean, what it comes down to is, um, I don't. Really,
1: I've you, never sexually I, molested people, but I'm not a terror. Just want to go out there and say that.
0: I don't even remember how this fight ends. Like, I, I remember it ends a with roof- a
1: whimper. It's just boring. It, exactly. There's nothing, there's
0: nothing. It's a rooftop, and we both agreed. That, you know, he gets – I don't remember if he gets kicked through it or if he just gets – Well, what happens
1: is they – no, they go back inside. Yeah, they go back inside. So they're fighting on the – well, wasn't there like a skylight and like Chuck is like hanging from it and he gets out? I think that's what it was. And then they wind up back inside. where They're like in like the attic, I guess you would say, of the building. Yeah, it's it's just an attic. So they're fighting – like Chuck runs away from him is what happens. And then he comes, chases Chuck – and then Chuck, I guess, kicks him out of here. This is how lame this fight was. I don't even remember what Chuck yeah. did to him. He kicked him, and he falls through the ceiling of the movie theater. Yeah. And the, which is the best part, because he has a super sweet-ass dummy that yeah. falls down. The dummy's great. Not enough dummies. and See, this is another thing with CGI. You don't yeah. get that classic dummy move where they just fall. I want I want more dummies. I want more blood packs. I want Hell yeah, CGI I want more blood. blood. I want some RoboCop-level blood packs. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Man, I, I, it's... Uh, what i want just want i want nothing those... there's
1: nothing worse than cgi blood that should yeah. be a band no
0: i just want those natural effects those fun fun effects make make movies fun again especially especially bloody movies john claude just bled in every movie like that was his own blood well didn't he always get cause it, the hero would always get a cut on their eye oh yeah it, always and
1: if they ever got shot it was always in the shoulder always in their left shoulder so yeah they could still kick ass even though if you got shot you would Probably break a collarbone and not be able to use your arm. I,
0: I just I just heard something about some show today. I don't remember if it was Kojak or something. I, I can't imagine it was Kojak, but it was about some some seventies like police show where the guy always got shot in the same <laughs> shoulder, and they were like, always. "How?
1: Always the left shoulder." <laughs> that would.
0: That and eventually... remember,
1: people, if a bullet goes through you, I don't care where it is, you're gonna live. It's only if the bullet stays in your body that's dangerous. Because they're always like, "Oh, are you all right? Yeah, it went right through. I'm okay." Yeah, yeah you know. But let's fuck people up, you know. I don't, I don't care if it goes through you or not. Yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> but, I mean, if it, you're getting shot in the shoulder every time, and like, maybe you build up like a callus so that you can handle it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have any guns in this movie. I thought I, there might have been one. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the drug bust there was guns. Yeah, he, Chuck's he, one of those guys where I, I don't know when to expect a gun from him.
1: Well, I think as he got old, as we could tell, because he was walking like an old man, as he got older, yeah. he had to rely more on the guns.
0: And we're not, he was supposed to be running. The kind that he shoots, not the guns,
1: you know, his arms, but. Well. Those are pretty, we, those are shooting blanks at this time. We
0: really time. only got to see those once during the training montage, because pretty much uh, the rest of the time, he was wearing those <laughs> fucking dope sweaters. I mean. True. That lady picked the right man. <laughs> Maybe she picked the sweaters for him. I don't know. This is a woken point that I didn't even bring up. They were living in separate places, too. Like, they moved in in the movie, and they were both like, this is going to be kind of weird. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, the fact that they were, like, ready for that, it's interesting. (laughs) You know? This movie's very woke. Just...
1: Well, it's something, all right. Yeah. It did something.
0: It's definitely not one that you'll uh, be like, yeah... I should watch that again. But there's, like, a collection of things <laughs> yeah. you should see. It's one that you um, can get through. Uh, put that on the DVD case. It's <laughs> one you can get through.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be revisiting this anytime soon. But, you know, it had its moments. I'll say yeah. that. no, I, I mean, like it, it definitely had some Golden Globus moments. Yeah,
0: there, there, there's plenty of movies that we've both seen where it's just like, fuck, this was a slog to get through. This one, it was just like...
1: All right. well, I mean, if this was a, like a modern day two and a half hour movie, fuck that! I would. have Oh hated this no! Movie. But, they, but no, they, they were smart enough to keep it to G-G a tight g.
0: <laughs> keep it nice and short. They know. They know what they're doing. You
1: get in, get out. And I that's mean, it. I can't
0: imagine this movie made a whole lot. I think I checked it out, <laughs> and it, it was just like, yeah, I, yeah, made I like never dollars back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Chuck was definitely B level. He never. He was never at the level of Stallone or Schwarzenegger.
0: I don't even think this has an entry. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to find out. Like no one cared enough. I'm gonna write the Wikipedia for it now. Nope, just goes to some hero and heroine. Wow, it doesn't have a Wikipedia. That's, no that's amazing. Hero. Well, I'm sorry
1: for wasting your guys' time reviewing a movie that's not even good enough to get a Wikipedia. Oh, there it is. I was oh, just typing it wrong
0: because I'm bad at typing. <laughs> it had a five million box off. I wonder how much it costs. I'm not gonna go try to find that.
1: It, it had to be no more than a million, I don't Yeah, think. any Golden Globes I mean, yeah, movie is like a out. million
0: dollars, so. So it made a profit. Reception. The movie had a mostly negative reception. <laughs> it currently has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero! So- wow! I wouldn't say it's that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Despite the poor reception, Chuck Norris' acting was praised, and it has a cult following. Fans call it one of his better movies. <laughs>
1: love, fans call it one of his better movies. Oh, that good,
0: better. Wow. Um, they definitely shot really high. I mean, zero <laughs> percent. It's not that bad. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I don't even like it. And I'm saying it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, you got to see it for the WrestleMania hat. <laughs> uh the Renegade. You know what would have made
1: that movie great if if uh, Asexual Macgyver. No. If uh, <laughs> if his partner had been the lead and Chuck had been the the guy who got killed listening to Mozart, I just think he's yeah. a, he's just more charismatic, a better actor.
0: Yeah. Uh f- for sure. Like he actually would deliver a one liner, <laughs> unlike Chuck. A
1: convincing one liner. you like, yeah. yeah. I can believe that guy could kick someone's ass.
0: Yeah. There I mean there is was- there, there was Maybe speed. that's
1: why he'd, he'd be too. It'd be like there's no way terror can fuck. I don't that remember guy if up. you
0: even brought up the the one one-liner delivered by somebody outside <laughs> of uh, Chuck, the 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 drug dealers. Do you think those are cops <laughs> over there just hanging out in that car? Yeah,
1: that, that that's that's a lesson we should all learn. We we did, they did teach us a lot of lessons. And apparently, if you see two men in a car together, they're either cops or as they said, queers. <laughs> No, I, so so look out, I guess. Yeah. You see two men in a car. Something's going on.
0: I mean, all those times we've been driving, <laughs> uh, you know, and I just have that little truck, so it's Whoa. like we're really close together. <laughs> but you got a
1: mustache. You got to be a cop.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I also always pop up, I'm a cop, and I have my Blue Lives Matter sticker as well, so but. I make sure everyone knows that I am
1: a cop. You're one of those fake cap guys that pulls over women?
0: And No, but my mom did tell me to be afraid of those people. Well, yeah, you would be. Yeah, back when I was driving the Aveo, she was like, Is that if a... a cop pulls you over, be careful. Just run. Because it might not be a real cop. <laughs> wow,
1: sage advice from Mama Hageman there. <laughs> She's got a lot of good
0: advice. <laughs>
1: So what were you supposed to do? To take off if like a cop pulls you over, it's like fuck it,
0: I'm not stopping. No, you're supposed to call the police station because they have oh, the police. They're supposed much. to call in whenever they stop somebody, say run the plates or whatever. So you call in and say, "Hey, a lot of
1: work. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing that."
0: <clears throat> well, you'll end up dead. And in so far, so good. You might, may- maybe, maybe Simon learns how to drive. <laughs> Let's do no, this. I can't. Hero in the chair too. <laughs> Terror on wheels, terror on all fours. Um, tear, t- the terror tears it. I out. like terror
1: on wheels. That's terror great. on wheels. Yeah,
0: he gets cop car. That's his new thing. He drives around. He he's like, p-
1: he's like, you could say he's a maniac cop, is what you could say. Is another classic movie we might get I, to in I the future.
0: Him. I have all five of them, but I've never watched <laughs> one.
1: Um, it's got Robert Zidar in it. You fool. I, Look. Well, when we do Z- we do Zadar Day, we might have to cover that one.
0: We're we're recording for our, for <laughs> we're getting a cabin in the woods, and we're watch, we're going to hang out there for four days. We're spending the first two days watching all the Zadar movies, <laughs> all the three second clips he has <laughs> in several movies. You son of a bitch! And uh, then we're spending the next three days just recording everything. We're just free-form talking, and then we're just
1: quitting because you can't go, you can't top that. You can't top
0: that. That's yeah, yeah. So
1: that'll be further in the future because we know you guys want to hear more of this. Yeah. So,
0: I think it should be our next one.
1: <laughs> no, you know why? You know what our next one's going to be?
0: Oh yeah, we, did, we we're gotta,
1: gonna do a Charles Bronson oh, classic. Yeah, we did already
0: have that one picked out.
1: The next movie on our podcast will be Kinjate, Forbidden Subjects.
0: So, uh, does he do? Does he actually hand to hand?
1: I don't think that? he was like eighty at the time. I don't think he does any that. I,
0: I haven't seen Charles Bronson where I wasn't like this dude's eighty.
1: He was born eighty. <laughs> yeah, okay. But he's but see, uh, this is this, this is the dichotomy of Char, the two Charles's: Charles Bronson and Charles Norris, or Carlos Norris, Carlos. As I should say. As make Carlos they were Carlos. both very wooden. Almost like mannequin like actors, but for some reason, Chuck, Charles Charles Bronson could, could he was he was great at it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to describe it. Charles Bronson was a great leading man. It's
0: like somebody doing a Stephen Wright joke and then listening to Stephen Wright do his jokes. It's just like some people can pull off the deadpan perfectly, and Charles like. I've seen a few of the. What's, what's the normal? The Death Wish. Death Wish. Death I've seen Wish. A, we're gonna.
1: By the way, we're gonna cover the entire Death Wish series. Sometime <laughs> I'm in not the future. Ready for that. We'll I've get ready. I've seen a
0: couple of those, and it's, it's rough. Oh, yeah. but bazookas! Always a bazooka yeah. in those movies. I fucking love eighties <laughs> when they're just like, hey, by the way, bazookas everywhere. Yeah, they're awesome. So I mean. This isn't even the first G and G Chuck Norris movie that I'm aware of because there's also Invasion and he, he was way more badass in that movie. Well, we'll,
1: we'll get to that in the future.
0: I'm just, I'm just before we. Close I told the you. I told here, you. you
1: know? Like these first couples podcast we're gonna ease people into it. we don't you don't want to just throw an invasion usa well, yeah, at somebody yeah. that would just blow their fucking mind and they would never listen again yeah. you got to ease them into it so we're starting with like the nah,
0: okay movies yeah but you look out because on rotten Tomatoes. yeah exactly and, and next one will be two percent and i gotta tell you this is like a this is like a solid 40 percent. <laughs> you know this is not zero percent <laughs> And the, the cult people who think it's one of Chuck's better movies are fucking stupid. Well, they're a
1: member of the cult, apparently, because, yeah. That's...
0: I don't know what that Kool-Aid contains, but it's it's some kind of toxin that doesn't allow you to do one-liners well. Uh, maybe some beard shavings. Uh... If I put,
1: you know, here's, here's something for you, all those Chuck Norris jokes. If I put... I got some Chuck North beard shavings and some chapstick and put it on dental floss. Oh. I think that would cut through. That some, that would have made more titanium sense. titanium bars. Maybe
0: in that first fight, he pulls out some Chuck beard hair. Oh, he just had the stash too. Pulls <laughs> he, out the he, stash. He's hairs. been holding it for years. Yeah. Just smelling <laughs> it and being like, oh, I'm going to get him. I mean, he was primal. He was. So maybe he does have <laughs> that ability to track scents. So you got him. You got the hairs. He's you, We just wrote this movie. We just punched it up. You know? yeah, It's already great.
1: We're we're available if there's any Golan Globus people still out there. I know know Golan's dead now. God rest his soul. But Globus, I think, is still around. So if you're listening, Globus, and and we know you are, (laughs) we could do the reboot. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, guarantee that we will get better than zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god! Guarantee that's that's a, that's the Tim and Griff guarantee. I
0: would shoot for like fifteen percent right off the bat. I mean, I, I already want to see it. Once once we uh, dub over Chuck's one liners, boom. <laughs> that's all it needs. Wait, are
1: we just we're just redubbing the old movie? We're not like. I mean, we're gonna it?
0: try to. I we could redo the whole thing, but I thought we were just gonna do it cheap like Golden Globes would. Just dub over.
1: (laughs) I don't think we'll do that. (laughs) I don't think we'll do (laughs) that. Well, who knows? So, anyway, next episode Kinjate forbidden subjects. Yeah. Bye bye. Keep it warm.